I want to I want to get in and jump into our our series. I want to jump into the series that we're in. Uh, you've got to have faith. And today, I want to talk to you about having patient faith. You've got to have patient faith. And uh, it's a subject that everybody loves. You love to come to church and hear about patience, right? It's like, man, that is awesome. I picked the, I picked the, the, the best day of the month to come to church and listen and uh, receive from God. And God wants to talk to us about patience. Uh, you made it. Thank God. But today, what I want to do is I want to lay some groundwork before I get into it. And uh, we've been, uh, there's some really just some uh, foundational scriptures that that we've been looking at that I just want to quickly just uh, go and reflect on and then, and then jump into the meat of what I feel like uh, God wants us to talk about today. And first of all, Mark 11.22, and it's this, Jesus said to them, have faith in God. And if you've been with us, I've talked about that literally... Uh, that means to have the faith of God, in that God's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the one that gives us the faith. So he's not saying, go have something that you can't uh, possess. He's saying, listen, I want you to have something that I'm giving you, and I want to give you. And, and so as a believer, when you get born again, you've got a measure of faith that you have available all the time. Praise God for that. Uh, but the Bible says that faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. And so today we're going to just see faith uh, strengthened and, and, and increased in your life. And so we're, we're excited about that. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 tells us this. It says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. So this is a, this is a journey that we're on. This is not something that we do whenever we have problems, issues, then we run to God. No, this is a journey that we're to walk out in faith in. Does that make sense? And so we've been talking about this, dissecting this, and what it looks like to walk in faith. And and if you've missed any of the services, you can go online and and you can go on to cotmtyler.org and we have those that you can listen to. And then it, it doesn't tell us only to walk this walk out in this journey out, but it's to be a lifestyle. And Romans 1.17 says this, it says, the just shall live by faith. In other words, this is a lifestyle. This is not something that we move in sometimes and operate in and then move out of. It's something that we live out. It, this is how we live. We live by faith. This is a lifestyle. And as you know, we, we need that desperately. In, in many, many ways. This morning I was praying. Uh, you know, I pray every morning. And my prayer time is a time that I, I, I release my faith. And then I walk it out throughout the day. And I get, a, I get a text or a phone call. I can't remember. I think it was a phone call. My mother calls me. Uh, she uh, lives in the cottage behind us. And, and all of our plumbing is tied together. And she, uh, her plumbing backed up. Yay! This morning, getting ready for church, and it's still that way. So, I, we, you know, uh, and it didn't affect our house, but it affected her. She's at the end, so thank God for that. <laughs> but I, and I immediately, I'm going to prayer. You know, I'm just it's it's a walk because. Uh, because we got to deal with it now. So anyhow, you understand life happens, we need it, but it's a, it's a lifestyle. It shouldn't be the, we ought to pray first. 
not as a last result. And and too often where it's like, oh, well, I I guess I better pray about it. How about we pray about it and then we we see what else we can do from that point on, right? And so, but but today I want to talk to you about patient faith because uh, sometimes there's issues that uh, we pray for and and we get instant answers. It gets taken care of right away. And thank God for those times uh, where maybe we receive a miracle in our life and it's miraculous. And, and then there's other times where there's, there's, a, there's a time factor that takes place. There's the, there's, the, there's the period where you pray and you release your faith and you believe that you receive when you prayed. And, and, and then there's the time in between the believing that you, be, you receive when you pray and actually having the manifestation of it and having it in your life. And, and many times some people will lose their faith. The uh, Bible talks about having your faith shipwrecked. Uh, it will, it, you, will, you, will, you will just uh, give up and, and move into a place of unbelief and, and therefore it, it hurts you and, and damages you. And I think there's a lot of people that uh, maybe are there. They, they've gotten discouraged uh, and they uh, quit pursuing God in their faith and quit living by faith and walking by faith and, and therefore they're not, they're not experiencing all that God has for them. This week as I was praying, I was praying and it's like, I, I don't know, uh, it was a combination of praying and, and reading, but I, it was like, you know, the word of God's living. It ought to become alive to us. And there was a, uh, a, I think it was a combination of reading Galatians 5 that I'm going to get into today, but uh, in reading something that somebody had written, but it's like God, Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And that the joy of the Lord is our strength and, uh, you know, that God wants us to have joy and that our life, we ought to be the joyous most happiest people on the face of this earth as a believer of Jesus Christ. But for some people, they struggle with that. And and I'm going to tell you, one of the places where you're struggling is not with the joy, you're struggling with your faith. And and as a result, you're you're not walking in what God's already provided for you. Regardless of your circumstance, your circumstance should not govern your joy, whether you're joyful or not. Do you understand that? And so hopefully we'll lay out some things and, 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 and in the midst of going what, through what you're going through that you can still have and maintain joy in your life. And so uh, I want to take you to Hebrews chapter 6 and we're going to begin with verse 11. It says, and we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Now notice here that it's a combination. It's it's a partnership of faith and patience that uh, brings those promises to pass in our life. it's, It's when we have faith and patience that we inherit the promises of God. The Bible says that we're to imitate those that who through faith and patience inherit the promises. And so we need to have patience. I looked up the word patience, and it means enduring. Many times when we think of patience, we're thinking of, of waiting, just waiting around, 
waiting around. No, it, it, it's in, you're enduring. You're, you're going through whatever you're going through with anticipation that you're going to get through it. It also means to be steadfast. That means you don't just throw up your hands, you sit back and just wait for something to happen. You just you keep being steadfast doing what you know to do in the process of waiting. In the process of time until you inherit that promise. Amen. So you you're steadfast. You're walking it you're walking it out. I'm, I'm, I know that I received, I believe that I received because I prayed, I prayed according to the word of God. This is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us and if we know that he hears us, we'll have the petitions that we have asked of him. So we just keep walking it out. We stay steadfast knowing, hey, it's already ours. It's, it, just haven't, it just hasn't manifested yet, but it's mine. I've already believed it. I already have the title deed to it, the confirmation of it. It's mine because the word of God says so, therefore it is mine. I just stay steadfast. I'm not doubting. I'm not getting into a place of unbelief. I'm staying steadfast, doing what I know to do because it is mine. Amen? And so, and then it also means persevering. It means to be persistent. It's like, I am not giving up on this. It's already mine. It also means to bear up under. It means the quality of character that does not allow you to succumb to the circumstances or succumb under trial. So you just don't, I ain't giving up. This is mine, baby. I got patience. I'm going to stay steadfast. I'm going forward. Don't care what the devil has to say about it. Don't care what the unbelievers, those uh, doubt peddlers have to say about it. Uh, don't care what my circumstances have to say. Don't care what my body has to say. I'm just going to keep on going forward. Don't care what my bank account says. I'm going to keep going forward. Now, don't be foolish. Go see a doctor. Go through the processes. Don't, don't go writing checks that, on money you don't have. Amen? I, I have to tell people that because they'll, they'll fill in the blanks as they interpret it. <laughs> Oh, boy, I want him to go somewhere, but I better not. (laughs) Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance. Some translation says patience. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured. He he, he went through it. Despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I I preached a series called uh, Burn the White Flag. Uh, As a believer, we're not called to raise the white flag when circumstances happen. We ought to burn that white flag and saying we're not surrendering to our situations, our circumstances, to doubt, unbelief, fears, or anything else. We're we're going forward. And I made a statement in that that series that I just want to give to you today, and it's this. In this world, there's an endless cycle of pressures aimed at at getting us to surrender and quit. We need to understand that there's, there's, there's a, a constant uh, attack on our life and, and, the, and, and the purpose behind it is to try to get us to surrender, to give up, 
In other words, to, to not be patient. In other words, not to be steadfast. To give up our faith and do something foolish. To be, do something unwise in our life. And, 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 and the reason is, is because if we give up on our, on our dreams and the, the things, the, the promises that God has for us, then, then we, we're not living to the potential that God has for us to live out. Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Now, this is not an easy thing. This is something that we have to do. Uh, we have to live out. It's something that we need to, to work out and flesh out, if you will. In that we, we live it out here in this, in this body, Amen. but it starts in faith. Amen? And, and first, uh, first John chapter 5, verse 4, out of the Amplified, it says this. It says, for everyone born of God is victorious. I like that. Right. Not maybe, is. 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 Do you know that you're victorious? Yes. Because God says you're victorious? Yes. You got to believe that. Yes. You got to believe that whatever you're going through, that you're, you're victorious. That you're victorious and that you, uh, you are who God says you are. But it says everyone that is born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. Or we could say the world system or, or the things in the world. And this is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world. Our continuing persistent faith in Jesus, the Son of God. I, now notice this, our continuing and persistent faith. Or we could say it this, our patience and faith in the Son of God. So what I'd like to do today in our time together is, 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 as the Lord helps me, is just to deposit some things and how can we have this patient faith in our life? How can we, how can we have that in our life? Because if we need it, and we see that Scripture says that we do, we, we've laid that foundation that we, we need faith and patience in order to er- inherit what God has for us. We've defined what patience is, but how can we do this? Well, first of all, we need to live with God's perspective. We've, we've got to live with God's perspective. If we only live with our perspective of how we see things, then we're going we're gonna to raise the flight, white flag instead of burn the white flag. We're going to give up instead of go forward. We're going to quit instead of being steadfast. Isn't that true? Because we only see what we see. And and that's the tendency. The Bible told us a while ago that we're to walk by faith and not by... We're not to walk by our perspective as on what we see, but we're to live and live our lives with a God perspective of how God sees things. Uh, James chapter 1, verse 2 through 4. I love this passage of Scripture. I've had to use this many times in my life and, and live this out. And I know that some of you are here today, and that's going on in your life. You are going through some stuff. You're, you're encountering some stuff. Now, some of it, it's being self-induced. Some of it, it's because of decisions you made. No condemnation. We've all done some some what I call pieces of stupid. Every one of us have done some things that we wished we wouldn't have done or made some decisions that we wish we wouldn't have made. And, and here's the thing. You, you, you admit it and you quit it. And, and, then, and then you just go forward in God. 
And, and God never intended, we'll say this, I'll say this up front, not, even though, you, even though you, you got to where you are by yourself, God never intended for you to get out of it by yourself. You need other people around you. You need God on your side. Don't let guilt or shame or condemnation keep you back from what God has for you. There's no one perfect in this place. There's no one, we're perfect in spirit, but we're not perfect in the flesh. In the flesh, we, we all make blunders, right? Come on now. We all have issues. Come and live with me. You'll see, I have some issues. Bobby says, no way. I know you have issues. Been with you 22 years. You got issues. Thank you for the support, my brother. Oh, gosh. I believe, yeah, he's, he's, he's got faith. And so I've got issues. We all have issues. You have issues. We all have issues. So, so one, one of the things that, that I, I understand is that don't, don't I, I, and I've had to understand, is that I can't allow the enemy to come in and condemn me for something that I already knew that was wrong. And I made the mistake, but I corrected it. And I can't sit there and live under the cloud of it. I've got to get out from under it. And, and so we, we fess up whatever we messed up. Right? Amen. And so that's what we do. So James chapter 1, verse uh, 2 through 4. So if you got into your situation, whether you did it or whether it's just uh, something you went through, pay attention to this, 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 uh, these passages of Scripture. And I'm not condoning sin by any means. I'm not saying live in that. Get out of it. Sin produces death. It's going gonna, it's gonna to kill something in your life. Whether it's your peace, your joy, whatever, it's going to kill something. All right? Uh, could take your life even. But uh, uh, verse 2 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. That used to bother me. How am I going to count it all joy when I fall into various trials? Like, are you kidding me? Do you know what I'm going through? Uh, count it all joy, and then goes on to say this, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. It produces steadfast, steadfastness, endurance. It produces the ability to keep on keeping on if you will count it all joy. If you'll, if you'll take on God's perspective and count it all joy, it's going to produce, even though what you're going through is bad, it's going to produce something good. Amen. See, that's God's perspective. So, so it says, knowing that the testing of your faith put, produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect or mature, complete, lacking nothing. So when we're going through stuff, we need to understand that we need to have the right perspective. Our perspective will rule us. Our perspective will determine our reality, whether it's true or not. And our reality is what we perceive things to be, right or wrong. And so we need to make sure that we have God's perspective so that's our reality and not have our perspective and see what we see and, and, con and conclude that that's a, the reality that we have to deal with in life. That's just, well, you know, it is what it is. Well, it is what it is, but it is temporal, and it is subject, subject to change according to the Word of God. Amen. 
And, and, and according to the word of God, I just read, we're victorious and we can overcome the world and we do this through our faith. Yeah. And we do that through our patience. Amen. 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 So when, you know, I used to hear this a lot. Well, don't pray for patience. Why in the world not? Because people would say, well, if you pay, pray for patience, God's going to give you some kind of... Uh, God, doesn't, God doesn't need to send some kind of trial in our life we have them all by ourselves. Amen. Right? And, and, and honestly, we're not to ever live in fear. And definitely not in fear of God. God knows best. Amen? And so with most people, every problem that they see, all they see is failure. With God, every problem that he sees all he sees is potential. He's not, he's not uh, concerned. He's not shaken by the, the things that we go through. And, and I, as I was reflecting on this very one, pers- this one point that I'm, I'm giving you today, is I, I, I thought, you know what? I, I've had, that was one of the very first things that God started dealing with me about in my walk with him when I came to know him is that I cannot have a a natural perspective and live the life that God wants me to live and have the life that God wants me to have. I cannot cannot be governed by what I see. I I got into a church that uh, had uh, taught the faith message, and you cannot teach faith and, uh, and live by your circumstances all in the same message. You just can't. It's got to be, you, you just can't. You can't live by feelings. You can't live by circumstances. You got you to gotta live by faith and not by sight. Yeah. Amen. 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 And, uh, and sure enough, boy, I tell you, when you're moving forward in God, as many of you have heard me say, when you're moving forward uh, in God, there's resistance. The devil doesn't like people doing things for, for the kingdom of God. He, he loved to take them out. And I, I had some horrendous trials early on in my Christian walk. Horrendous. From a, a wife leaving me to uh, a, 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 a custody of, of my son to uh, uh, a brother that took his life, uh, another brother that he and his wife were serving in a church, doing great, building a church and. Uh, his his best friend was his pastor, and his wife and his pastor uh, they were uh, committing adultery, and it broke his life, broke his heart, and uh, just I, I could sit here and tell you one thing after another after another that took place within a very short period of time, and it was one of the greatest struggles. But I wouldn't trade it for. Anything Now, do I want to repeat it? I didn't say I want to repeat it. I just said I wouldn't trade it. Because my worst day and my best day were in the same day. And when I say day, I'm talking about season. Because what God did in me during that time is more valuable than anything that I could ever uh, put a price tag on. I, I'm telling you, it, my relationship with God soared. My, my relationship with my son that we get to do life and ministry with, 
uh, he, you know, he's here uh, and we get to do this together. All of that, I believe, was through that time of trial. And I just stayed steadfast. I could have thrown my hands up and gave up. I could have said, no, enough's enough. And, 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 and you know, for me you, you, and for you, you've got you've to you've burn the white flag. You've got to say, you, don't, you, you cannot have a flag to, to raise when, when life gets tough. Amen? Is this helping anybody? But you've got to have the right perspective. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 19 says, Cling to your faith in Christ and keep your conscience, conscience clear. For some people have deliberately violated their conscience, conscience, and as a result, their faith has been shipwrecked. And so we've got, we've got to make sure that we keep the right perspective in our life. Second thing, we need to make sure that we live with God's priorities. When you're going through, when you're going through life um, and you have the right priorities in your life, then you've already settled a lot of what's going to take place in your life. Do you, do you understand having the right priorities, having God's priorities in your life? You've already settled the fact that this is what I value most and this is what I'm committed to. This is my conviction. This is how I'm going to live. So when you settle that fact, regardless of what comes your way, you've already settled it before, before you even go through it. And if you have... If you, have the, if you have the conviction that I'm going, to live, I'm going to live God's way and I'm going to live the way that God would have me live, then I, I'm, I'm going to, and I'm going to live by his promises and I'm going to live by faith and I'm not going to live by what, how I see things in, in the natural and what's going on in circumstances and all the crud that's coming my way and I'm going to live that away. When you've already settled that fact, because that's a priority is to please God through your faith. It's impossible to please God without faith. And I'm going to live that away. You've already settled that fact. Then when those circumstances hit, you're not, even, you're not even entertaining the idea of quitting. You're not even, you're not even allowing those things. And if they do come across your mind, you bring those thoughts captive. And you say, uh-uh, I'm not thinking that. I'm not going to allow that to, uh, to stay there and, and, and simmer and fester or, or whatever. Right? And so we need, to, we need to understand that. There's just some, you know, what you value, you'll, you'll endure a lot of things to make sure that that's upheld. Like my grandchildren, oh my gosh. I love my grandkids. And and I, I I love them. As a result, there's there's things that I endure just to just to be around them, to to you know just to spend time with them. And for you grand your grandparents, you know what I'm talking about, or at least for most of you. And let me tell you something. I love our church. I'm very I'm very passionate about the. It, our church is a priority in our life, my life, my wife's life. And I'm willing to go through whatever it takes to make sure that you guys are as healthy as possible. And when we've gone through some stuff in life over the past 23 years. And, uh, and you know what? It's because it's a priority. Because it's a priority of God, it's a priority of me. In the same way with the lost, those that don't know Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm going to tell you, 
we're going to do anything and everything short of sin to reach the lost. And, and so one of the things that uh, we do is our weekend services, and it's here so that you can invite people into an environment that's safe, that's life-giving, that's going to really touch their lives. Amen? And they not walk out feeling condemned, but they walk out feeling transformed because God's touched them. Hallelujah. Second Timothy 4, 7 says, Paul said it this way. He says, I fought the good fight of faith. I finished the race. I kept the faith. It's, it's a fight from time to time. It's a, it can be a struggle, but you're, it's because you're, you're, you're going to do what God wants you to do regardless. Uh, Acts 20, 24 says, but none of these things move me, nor have I counted my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy. And the ministry which I have received from the Lord Jesus to testify the uh, gospel of the grace of God. Are you getting anything out of today? So we we've got to have we've got to live we've got to live uh, by God's perspective, and then we've got to live by God's priorities. And and here I want you to get this: we've got to live by God's power. It's impossible. It's impossible to have the patience that you want to have without the power of God. And I'm going to, I'm going to prove that today. You've got, to, you've got to have it. First of all, I want to give you a scripture, and I'm going to tee it up, and then I'm, I'm going to really hopefully get through to, to, to you uh, your need to, to be filled with the Spirit, to walk with the Spirit, to walk in the Spirit each and every day. Because without it, you're not going to be patient. You're going to be impatient. You're going to want to rip off some heads. You're going to want to quit. You're going to want to do it your way because you're going to want to take shortcuts. And it's because you're not living with the power of God. God gives us the ability. If he tells us to do something, he gives us the ability. Understand that. Please get that today. I'm not mad, by the way. I'm just being, I'm just, okay. Just understand Forgot to smile then. <laughs> Understand that if God tells you and I to do something, he gives us the ability to do it. Yes. He, he, empower, he gives us the access to the power of God. Well, I can't, there's no, well, you know what? You're, you're, you're defeated already if you say you can't. You can. With you and God, all things are possible. Okay, first... Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all hope and peace in believing, in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. By the power of the Holy Spirit. In the flesh. In the flesh. We're a spirit. We have a soul. We live in the flesh. We are a spirit. If you're a Christian, you've been born again. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're perfect in him. You have a soul that's being saved, needs to be renewed. In other words, you can still, you can still think wrong and you can still process wrong and make dumb decisions through your soul, mind, will, and emotions. And you live in a flesh that opposes God. The Bible says it's, it's an enmity against God. It's, it opposes God. Your flesh wants to do things that your spirit doesn't. 
And your spirit wants to do things that your flesh doesn't want to. And what you want to do is you want to do what your spirit wants to do because it's made in the image of God. It's wanting to please God. It's wanting to do what God wants you to do. Are you getting that? The determining factor whether you live in the spirit or live in the flesh is the way you think. The Bible says if you put your mind and set your mind on the things of the flesh, you'll live according to the flesh. If you set your mind on the things of the spirit, you'll live according to the spirit. Boy, I tell you, just that little bit is worth coming today. If you'll take it and live it out. So if you want to live in the spirit, you cannot be thinking old fleshly thoughts. You've got to focus your thinking. You've got to discipline your thinking. You cannot keep thinking the way that you're thinking and expect different results. It will not work for you. It cannot work for you. It will not work. So your soul is being renewed. It's being saved according to scripture. All right? You got all that. So in the flesh, you're going to be impatient. In the spirit, that's where patience comes from. He gives you the power to be patient. You will not be patient, not to the full extent, without the power of the Holy Spirit operating in your life continuously. It takes prayer. It takes, it takes uh, worship, what we do together. It takes the preaching of the word. You need that renewed in your life. You need the preaching of the word, the teaching of the word to, to build you up. Amen? And so we need that. So with that being said, because, and and by the way, I do want to insert this, does not mean if you're walking in the power of the Spirit, does not mean that you're not going to be tempted. And does not mean that sometimes you might fall into temptation, that you might give into that temptation. So you'll be tempted to be impatient. You'll be tempted to quit. You'll be tempted to do these different things. Jesus, he was full of the Spirit, and he went into the wilderness, and he was tempted of the devil. Remember that? It will happen with you and I. But I'm going to tell you, if you're not full of the Spirit, you not have the power of the Spirit of God operating in your life, you will give into the temptation and be impatient. So Galatians. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 and 23. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is love. Some of you have a hard time loving. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. Joy. Some of you suffer with uh, just being uh, negative and down and discouraged and lack of joy in your life. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, he's our supply. He will supply all of our need. You need need for joy. There it is. Peace. Patience. There it is. There it is. I I could go on and read it all, but specifically in this message that I'm talking about today, we're focusing in and honing in and talking about patience. The power of the Holy Spirit will allow us and uh, to stay steadfast and enduring and and consistent in the face of opposition in our life. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. So, we need the power of God. Let me give you one last thought, and I'm just going to wrap this up really, really quick. And, and that's this. we got to live with God's people. I cannot overemphasize the importance of having good people around us, faith people around us, godly people around us. We need each other. 
We are a body, a body that supplies, and if you're not connected to that body, then how can that body supply what you need during that time of opposition and trial in your life? We need each other. God intended, he built us, he created us for to be uh, connected to each other, supplying for each other, helping each other, encouraging each other. Come on now. Amen. We need that. And you, if you think you don't need somebody, you're sadly mistaken. Let me give you a scripture and then, oh gosh, I'm just going to have to call it. You, because just understand, it's, it's very important. But let me give you this, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12 and 13. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you. So this is a warning, is it not? Beware. Isn't that a... A caution, beware, this could happen for any of us. Don't think that you're beyond this. This is, if you're, if you're a brethren, then if you're a believer, then you're a brethren. So beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief and in in departing from a living God, the living God, but exhort one another how often? Daily, while it's called today, lest in any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. We desperately need each other. That's why our church is a church of small groups. That's why we're connected. That's why I'm telling you, I want to encourage you. I'm not condemning you. I'm, not, I'm just saying you need, you need a group of people that you're walking out this life with, that you can call on. That we can do life together with. That we can say, hey, I'm going through this stuff. And I need you. You need me. Let's Help me. Pray with me. Yes. Amen? Amen? Storms come in and they hit everybody's life. No matter how well you're following the, the priorities of God. And no, no matter how, how much you have the power of God in your life, storms still hit everybody. Remember the story in Matthew, I believe, 25, about the, the one that built their house on the sand, the one that built their house on the rock, the one that built their house on the sand. They lived by the priorities of God. They did it by God's word. And, and then the one that, uh, or didn't, the one that, that they didn't, the one that built it on the sand, the one that built it on the rock are those that live by the priorities of God or by the word of God. You remember that story? And the Bible says that the storm, the storm, the houses looked identical, potentially identical, but the foundation was wrong. The storms came and one still stood and the other one fell and it was destroyed because it wasn't on a firm foundation. The point being here is not the house, not the how it was built. The point I'm making is that storms come to us all. It's going to happen. Are you prepared for it? Can you endure until you get through it? And the question is, do you have these four things operating in your life? Are you working on them? Is it a lifestyle, these four things? Do you have God's perspective? Do you have God's priorities? Do you have God's power? Do you have God's people around you? People that, because I'm going to tell you, you're only as good as the people that you surround yourself with. Amen? Amen. I'm so grateful. I was reflecting back. 
on just some of the relationships that I have with me. I spend a lot of time with uh, some, some fabulous people, fabulous people in our church. And I was specifically thinking about you, Ray, and, and Alicia. Uh, we spend a, quite a bit of time with you guys. And, uh, and, you know, we've prayed about a lot of things, a number of things. And I'm so grateful. That, and they're, they're not the only ones. I have others that I, I have around me that's fabulous. And I'm so, I'm so glad I'm not doing this alone. It's just glad. So, all that being said, what's the Holy Spirit saying to you? What's he speaking to your heart? What adjustments, what changes, what things that you, you need to do so that you make sure that you have faith and patience operating in your life to the full potential that God intended? Let's pray.